Hello and welcome to another episode of the Respectfully podcast, a fortnightly hairdressing conversation with the industry. I'm Nikki Pope, magazine editor, and I host the podcast with the editor of the RespectYou.me website, Lauren Stone. Together, our idea is to explore issues and all things that affect hairdressing and everyone at all ages and stages of their career, from apprentice to salon owner, session stylist to award winner. This edition, Lauren and I invited salon owners Corinne Jackson and Melanie Tudor down to talk with us about sustainability and how it affects your salon business. So ladies, welcome to my kitchen table. (laughs) Lauren? Hi. (laughs) Melanie? Hi. And Corinne? Hi, yeah. Let's go. Let's talk the talk. Melanie, you have a salon in Wakefield. Yeah, my salon's in Wakefield. I've been there 22 years. So, and we are really, really at, I wouldn't say the beginning of our journey, but we are really starting to turn the corner now of making changes in the salon so that clients are aware of it. Right. All sorts, you know. So it's not just about what you do, it's about getting the clients to come on board Yeah, we kind of really bring the clients on board and we've been doing a lot of work uh, to do with sustainability and even down to, um, it's not just the the products that I use, it's sometimes about the personal products I use. So one of the things I've been doing is my thing is about palm oil, plastic as well, but palm oil especially. And um, I'd found a local company what made palm oil free soap. So I bought a load of it in and I was actually giving it away. The idea is I'm going to sell it at work. Yeah. But I just felt like they didn't get it. So I'm like that, here, mm. try one of my new yeah. soaps. It's amazing, yeah. you know, and um, and even toilet roll and all sorts of things. And I've yeah. been kind of... So not just so no. the whole running. Yeah. And Corrine, you are also salon owner, but in central London. So kind yeah. of different... Different people. area, but I think the same ethos, really. Yeah. Um, I've been, we've been to a couple of my events over the years. But over the years, we've been trying to get an awareness with people in the service industry, with hairdressers with the businesses around us as well. Um, So three weeks ago, we had an amazing event um, where we had one of our long-term clients, uh, Lucy Siegel, come along, and she's just written a book, Turn the Tide on Plastic, right? um, which helps um, salons and anyone in the service industry to do an assessment of what you're using, of what product companies are sending you with their plastic and things like that. So, um, you know, like you, I, I look at the palm oil and avocados and things, but... I think at the moment I can make the biggest impact through the plastic. Through, through the plastic, yeah. But just rewind for a second because <clears throat> Melanie's got a very exciting story. You yeah. wrote to <laughs> us, to to Lauren and me, talking about a visit you made to Borneo. Yeah. So three years ago, um, I, I've I've kind of understood the plight of orangutans for a, for a really long time, and three years ago, when it was my fiftieth birthday, I I didn't want a big party. I just really wanted to do something, so I researched it and I ended up going to Borneo with my partner and we worked on an orangutan project. Um, we went to a place called Martan, and, which is in the kind of state of Sarawak. And this um, orangutan sanctuary is basically, it's owned by the Malaysian government, but run by volunteers. And so you kind of go there, it is really back to basics. So just... To spell it out for us, the problem is that orangutans are displaced by the loss of the rainforest. That's yeah, right, so it? basically yeah. the rainforest has been chopped down. In Indonesian Borneo, it's actually burnt down. So, you know, all these animals are just literally 
fleeing because they just the somebody strikes a match and, and off they go. And yeah. um, do you remember? It's horrendous. I don't year, think people realise. Um, Iceland ad with uh, oh, Thompson yeah. voice. Yes. that was the first. Yes. Year. Honestly, yeah. that's almost the first time I'd really, really understood heard of it and that kind of... side of yeah. the story. Mm. And that was quite a, a really good, it were a really poignant advert and um, it's poignant to the point that people sort of like didn't want to see it, take it off, yeah. you know, I don't yeah. want to see it. So we went there and basically for two weeks that, that we were there, it's a case of looking after the animals. It's not a case of holding baby orangutans. No. Mm. It's quite strict, you know, don't, because these animals, they want them to get back in the wild. Mm. Right. But that really, so the plight of the orangutans were one thing, but that's when I first saw the state of the rainforest and it is absolutely decimated. Right. So what should have been prime kind of virgin rainforest was now just flattened and it was just palm oil, which yeah. are like trees, are like palm yeah. trees, and that you couldn't see anything. Uh, for all of the I could see, all you could see were these palm oil trees. And then in the middle of it all would be a huge trim chimney with the smoke just pumping out, often an armed guard at the gate, and these are the plantations. Yeah. Sometimes they're a little bit canny and they would have, at the side of the road, they would have, say, 20 foot of rainforest. So you thought, oh, this is lovely. But behind it, it was just gone. Really? So and these orangutans come in and there's all sorts of animals, but the most of the animals that came in have been abused by humans, you know, they've, mm. they've used them as circus acts, they've um, people left them in cages, they've fed them, one of the, one of the orangutans had been uh, fed Coca-Cola and cigarettes, so they had to kind of wean him off oh because he was just so addicted. addicted. Wow. Yeah. It's horrific, isn't it, what people do? Yeah. So palm oil, so Corrine, well actually all of us, are we aware enough of palm oil? And it's in everything, isn't it? Yeah, it it's really what makes is. Is it, I think it's what makes things soft, isn't it? It makes the bubbles. It makes the bubbles in shampoo. It makes the bubbles in toothpaste. But it also is a really cheap vegetable oil. And actually, it is in 50% of every packaged product in a supermarket. Really? It's in it, yeah. yeah. And it's hidden as well. Beauty sometimes it, yeah, sometimes it doesn't say palm oil. It can come under so many different guises. Yeah. yeah. There is a sustainable choice, though, isn't there? There are yeah. some places where they're making... So I do believe, and we'll put it in the show notes, Lauren, let's make a yeah. promise to look it up. There is a symbol or something you can look for to show that the palm yeah. oil comes from a better source. Yeah, it's the RSPO, um, and it's a round table of sustainable palm oil. Right. Um, and actually, the manufacturer I use have made a pledge that by 2020, all, all of their palm oil will be sustainable. Yeah. But, you know, you've got to be careful mm. of what actually does sustainable mean. You know, is it because they've chopped it down now and they're just planting nicely? Or and or does it mean that they won't even chop anything down? They will find other areas to yeah. put the palm so we oil. need to research really, yeah. don't we? So, Corrine, you talked about the plastics, which is also... Um, in a way, the plastics is a bit more of a success story in that we have very quickly got you no know, plastic straws. We've changed our plastic bag usage dramatically whether it's enough who knows but we have you know so it can be done so where where does where can you help where can salons help with the plastic story we're at the beginning like it has happened quickly recently but if, if you have a look at how long we've been trying to make noise about it i mean the plastic bags was what, five five years ago, yeah. Roughly. yeah. But we've done nothing else since then. Yeah. Um, and I think it's now time. Well, this morning, my thought process is, you know, we're taking on the supermarkets, which is great. You know, we shouldn't be having things in plastic. And to touch on the palm oil, just slightly, you know, let's go back to cooking our own food. It's quite easy, and you know what's going in there. And we yeah. don't have to rely on prepackaged food. I know we're busy, but you, you can make time, yeah. and it's much nicer. 
but now we need to start taking on people like I watched um, one of my team's kit arrive for teeth whitening. Oh, I counted the bits of plastic in there. It's got this syringe, it's got a little plastic top, it's got the gums, it's got the shield. Um, It's just unnecessary plastic. That's what we need to be questioning. I think isn't that a mantra that perhaps it's, is it necessary? Could almost be the question about most things. So um, Lauren, you and I have a thing in the office when things arrive unnecessarily packaged yeah you know two cardboard boxes when all you need is one or you know a yeah. load of the foam material to, yeah, yeah to or like keep it tiny. safe when it's a tiny bottle of shampoo yeah, the rece- or... reception says there's a box down here <laughs> yeah. you get all excited to go down and it's a ridiculous size box yeah. with a tiny thing mm. in yeah almost makes me want to send I, it I also <laughs> think things can get too sterile because one of my other issues is um at work which i know probably a lot of salons do now we have biscuits in packets yeah. So it's horrific that because there's at least what 100, 150 yeah. of these. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of looking now. F- we're we're going to work with somebody close to us. I've got a little cafe um, to kind of have biscuits out of packaging. And if actually, if you don't want it, if you're so anal that you don't want a biscuit that you know may have been picked up with tongs, then don't have a biscuit. And I feel really strongly about yeah, that because no, I just think it's like really. That's all part of the the plastic assessment that we do. Um, we've done it in our salon. We're going to roll it out to other salons, and it's looking at the tiny little things like single wrap yeah. plastic biscuits, sugar. Um, else comes in little cardboard boxes, it's cubed um, tea bags. Tea bags are one of the worst. It's got little microplastics mm. in there. Yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of salons serve bottled water in plastic bottles. Yeah. Get a Brita filter and, and do it that way. Yes. There's so many little things. I think isn't it a scandal, really? Bottled water, plastic bottled water. I mean, bottled water anyway, quite frankly. Certainly in the UK, there's no need for it. No. Mm. Um, My dad, years ago, when we were little, when it first came out, he said, well, who would buy bottled water? <laughs> no. yeah. He was, like, shocked yeah. that anyone would even think of buying bottled water. I and then, we, But I don't... People got so used to it. We can't blame... It's not all our fault, because we've been... Um, like brainwashed it, it exactly brainwashed yeah. into it's just become this is life, what we it? should do and yeah. this is how and yeah. now we have to challenge everything yeah and everyone do. and i mm. kind of feel like we almost just need to go back a little bit you know like probably maybe not you lauren but think about our childhoods and what we what we did you know and yeah. do we really need all this stuff do yeah. we really need all this plastic it's just yeah. ludicrous all these things all these toys all these additionals so on a positive note what can we do so what could um, uh, a hairdresser do so as a salon owner you have much more power but as part of a team or in a salon because you know sadly I still hear sometimes people saying not necessarily in hairdressing but generally but what's the point what can I do a little oh, thing's not going to help I, I think people feel that. a bit overwhelmed almost yeah. to start off with they don't really know where to start that's so. a lot of people have been coming up to me because the little things I've been doing yeah. on Instagram and saying what can I do I said look don't look at it as a, big a bigger picture. picture it's not going to happen overnight um, you know, I've been doing that a long time. My team buy into it. They come into the salon, um, new team members, you know, they just, this is just how they're educated in our salon. And it's just little baby steps. You know, recently I bought all my team a drink bottle and a reusable coffee cup. They're not allowed to bring single-use plastic drinking things in now, but I've given them the solution. Yeah. And it's just each week they come to me now. What do you think we could change this screen? You know, and it's little oh, great, little yeah. things that we can change. And it's fun, you know, don't go in and be sergeant major, right, this is it, this is how it's got to be. Yeah. It's fun, What look at what we can do. And I, I, I challenge everyone to collect the amount of plastic that comes into their salon. And I did it just for my office. 
three days I lasted and I was like, get it out of here. It's too much. Yeah. And it's fun then, you know, my team were like, Krim, what are you doing in here? I was like, look at it all. You know? Yeah. So, um, you know, collect it and look at it. And then I think Corinne's a little bit further on than me in some of the, with the plastic. And I agree, it's getting your staff on board, your team on board, because actually that has been one of my hardest things. So for instance, we've got recycling. Honestly, I go in the ordinary bin constantly and I'm pulling things out. Yeah. I'm like that, what are you doing? Yeah. This is just not, yeah. obviously this is not to go in the, you know, the normal bin, it's yeah. recycling. But you have to, you have to treat them yeah. like children. We've 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 got over and over yeah. and over. Yeah, it's yeah. over and over Make again. Make it super easy, you know, literally signs. Yeah, that's um, what we've done, but honestly. The little yeah. thing I did in our team meeting, well, quite recently for something else. So if it's the recycling, you know, there's a major crisis in Malaysia at the moment. And Malaysia seems to be copying the brunt of all of Western Europe's, you know, um, excesses. But it gets sent out there and um, there's a documentary if you google it um, you can have a look and I showed part of that to my team about the recycling a while ago so they, they, they were on board with that and recently with the plastic because they I think they thought I was getting too you know plastic's not fantastic and I showed them a documentary called um, uh, Drowning in Plastic and uh, she's yeah. an amazing presenter and I just showed them a little snippet of a bird they'd rescued and they cut the, the bird died. They cut the stomach open. It had been eating solely plastic. Mm, yeah. This wasn't one. There was hundreds of yeah. them. Yeah. You show them that. My team now, one hundred percent on board. And yeah, I think know. it's finding what make people click. You know? I was saying to somebody the other day, actually, a client. These messages have been coming out to us for years now. And I remember sitting with my children watching Madagascar, the, mm. the cartoon. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. And one of the, the penguins had the wrinkle thing yeah. round his, his neck. With you yeah. know what held the cans together. Yeah. That was years ago, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah. So these little. We have been drip fed it, but we've still kind of ignored it's just it. Just taken. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a bit like you know, what's the point or. Yeah. People saying, oh, what's the point in putting things in recycling? It just gets shipped to the ocean and things. And I think people mm. think that how can them as a one single person make a difference? No, but it's about the one single collective. Yeah, yeah, if we all did one thing, exactly. we all, you know, toothbrushes. I was just really struck with the argument that if you change your toothbrush every two or three months, that's four toothbrushes a year, that's plastic. None of that degrades at all no. and then there's four of you living in the house so that's actually 16 just for you and then you're going to live for 10 years minimum so that's you know what is it 160 every 10 years so times that by 80 you know and then like this gonna tell us entire room we're sitting in now could be crammed with toothbrushes <laughs> yes, that just yeah, me right. and my three family members yeah. have used yeah and that is not going anywhere no. so bamboo toothbrushes that's one thing just one thing yeah. what about I, what about social plastic have you been involved in that much kareen no social plastic so social plastic is um a scheme that i know the the people that i use have been running this scheme so basically it's in countries where there's a lot of waste and these people will obviously the poverty stricken, which is horrendous, I know, but they will go along and they will get as much plastic as they can and they will take it to um, like a depot and they will get money for it. So they're collecting yeah. it and then recycling and it's called social plastic. Oh, I've, I've seen projects like that in, is it in India? Yes, yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, I yeah. think that's great. And I don't understand why we're not doing it here because that's something, you know, we were talking about the palm oil and swapping to bamboo and I think bamboo is starting to be used yeah. too much and it's going to create another problem. And we have, you know, 50 billion tonnes of plastic a year yeah. being produced. Let's stop producing it and let's find a way. Yeah. Let's force the companies let's force to reuse it. it. And we, we reuse it. I so. think that absolutely. And so I think the small things you can do is even just online, even if you're 
in a salon or in an environment where you don't feel able to speak out or people haven't done because it can be quite daunting even yourself you can sign online petitions demanding that supermarkets change the way they package things you know let's we've all got a voice and they will we will be heard so mm. whatever kind of gets you involved however small it starts buying personal yeah, things I, like toothbrushes reusing things you know our electricals we're not mindful about how we dispose of our electricals no. and yet there's so many components in them yeah but i think as well um people just really need to take responsibility a little bit like i i go to a tiny tiny greek island and when i was there last we went up to the top of the island which is a really really remote little cove there's a few fishermen there I could tell straight away that the fishermen were just throwing things around, you know, bottles. But then I went to this tiny little bay, and I mean tiny, and I found, which is weird anyway, I found a plastic bag, which shouldn't have been there anyway. But I used it, and I went along this little cove, picking, and there were so many tops off water bottles. Yeah. Unbelievable. And there's a guy up there, a little Greek guy, and he's like, I do it every day, I do it every day. And I said, I can tell you do it every day, but the sea just washes everything around so much. So yeah. take responsibility, you know, of, of everything and people just don't. No, yeah. absolutely. You've got to really think. People need to listen to, you know, Plastic Island. I've been aware about Plastic Island for about nearly 20 years now. It's so established, it's growing trees. Mm. That's how tragic it is. And, you know... This is the, the our really? oceans, yeah, it's growing trees and it's... it's this is a, an island of waste just, just gathered together, isn't just it? Just all merged yeah. together and they can't do anything about it now. Yeah. They're monitoring it, it's growing, um, it's in the Pacific Ocean yeah. and it's, it's horrific when yeah. you see pictures of it. I think we can, uh, you know, talking about how we can actually all get involved using things as well, like power, you know, being more mindful of the electricity that we use, mm. turning things off, running water, not just running water using it too hot, turning yeah. the heating down. So I think, you know, broadly, salons can do a bit of a sort of environmental audit on all Look, those. Look, there's re renewable electricity as well. That's what we're doing next. Once yeah. We're changing our contract to renewable energy. And, you know, it's just little things just kind of... If you sat down and just made a list of the things what you could change, you can quite quickly make the tiniest things and you'll start making yeah. changes. There's a great, um, sorry, I know it's No, it's fine. There's a great thing, um, Professor Denise um, McFadden, she's from Southampton University and she's done a salon um, you go, it's like a virtual salon, and you go through. Yes, I think uh, you, can, you can look into it online. Can't yeah, you? I did that at your you recommendation. You can see so. the little things that you can change. It's very a basic, but it's quite fun just to think. Oh, okay, right, we can tweak that. We can tweak this. Mm. Turn the lights off here. Do we need to leave the lights on overnight? Little things like yeah. that all yeah. add up. And like, also, it doesn't actually mean to say that things are going to be more expensive well, because actually they're yeah. not. If you actually do it right, they're not more expensive. Like buying your toilet paper if for a salon for instance you know instead of just going down to the local supermarket and buying 12 in plastic then you can buy them online they're all wrapped up individually in paper in a box they're oh yeah, exactly. who yeah. gives a crap yeah. yes. and i've just put all those in <laughs> we and, sell it in yeah. the salon now we have a little yeah. plastic free shelf okay, virtue of it um i thought that's exactly I, I, I've, yeah. I've been giving my toilet roll away just to <laughs> admit, I'm, <laughs> giving, I'm giving everything away because i just want people to just be so people. aware of it brilliant they all think i'm a bit of a lunatic but no, hey -ho. No. but i think also you were we were having a little chat before we came on um to record this melanie about how to get your team involved and your clients so you were saying you had the thing you get people to pledge to yeah change so something. yeah so at the end of this month it's World Sustainability Day and so we're working towards that and one of the things we've, we've done in the salon is I've got a huge poster up 
and it says on route sustainability promise and I've kind of put a few suggestions to one side and they come along and they've got I've got some green paint and they stick the finger in the paint and they put the fingerprint on it and right next to it what their promise or pledge is going to be and hopefully by the end of the month we'll have a a big poster you know what we can keep in it's just keeping people engaged and I think although we're hairdressers and we've got a salon sometimes we've just nowadays we just need to get out of the box don't we We have the yeah. ear of clients and yeah. we can reach so yeah. many yeah. people and if we're talking about the right things with the clients then we can get that message out there further yeah unfortunately enough, they come because that's what yeah. we do but you know they're spreading the word as well and if every salon could one client exactly. you imagine yeah. how many people oh, and I think convert one client to do at least one thing because I think that's the other thing is like the criticisms levelled at like well she talks about this but then she went on holiday on an aeroplane and so on and I think we're all not to be too judgmental you, you know it's hard to change everything in one go and our lives are set up that way but if we can change something and be mindful about what we're using so yes you know, you've done an amazing thing come back with an awareness and you possibly travelled by plane to get there which isn't great but if you're mindful of it and do the you know the payback system mm. of you know, planting enough trees or just question yourself you know is it really important that I go to do this I think that that's the positivity that can come out of it that you don't have to do it all no. or one, one challenge we're giving our clients at the moment is I've been cycling home from since my charity bike ride and it's getting them to take a form of transport that zero carbon or um, mm. pollution and just do it one day a week or two days a week. And it's quite fun because yeah. I've gotten in and done it. So I think that's something, because mm. I have to justify flying. Um, you know, I'm from yeah. Australia and I want to yeah. go home. And so I think it's, it's yeah. good. And actually my salon, I live where I work, so I just walk around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, uh, we have talked a little bit of this about the guilt. It's kind of people like us who are really aware of things then end up on a bit of a guilt trip because you don't feel like you're doing enough but you know we're doing a lot and we're doing as much well, as we can do yeah, exactly, yeah. but you still have this sense of guilt that it's maybe not enough yet there are people who have got they're so ignorant yeah. to it that they're not bothered whatsoever and I found sometimes in my area that I am really having to work hard with my youngsters yeah. But yet my older clients, oh, they are amazing at recycling. My mum is fantastic at recycling. Yeah. She is like, she will split everything down to the bare thing and she will put them all in this little compartment. Right. Yeah. But why but, don't the youngsters do it then? Because you just thought they'd have got that from school. I find my young ones more on it than, yeah, than, than the older ones. So um, that's interesting to think of this yeah, north-south north, split. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I had a, 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 my... Uh, housemate's granddaughter recently we were in the supermarket and she said oh cream can I have that I said well you can I said but it's wrapped in plastic she went well plastic's not fantastic yeah. and um yeah. I said do you want something else that's not wrapped in plastic she said no I'm all right now <laughs> you know and I think, think about it she, you know she's four and three quarters but very aware yeah, yeah. my granddaughter's really aware she's really aware it's kind of like my two apprentices are 17 going on 18 and I really have to work hard with them. But don't worry, I'm not. I'm on it. So they will be, you know, yeah. converted eventually. But I've had to work really hard with them. I feel like there's right. a real feel-good thing to, mm. um, you know, not using plastic mm. and recycling. And so maybe that's a, mm. an avenue yeah, to I go think, down with the younger uh, yeah. stylists who are a bit, maybe. Yeah, because I one. think it is really difficult to feel. I feel a tremendous guilt that we are, you know 
criticising or wishing that um, the Amazon um, economy wasn't all about cutting things down and that in Africa this happened or in that. And I think, actually, we've done it just because yeah. we've got it and done it. Who yeah. are we to then say, well, you can't have it because now we realise it's really yeah. bad. And I feel mm. really guilty about that. Yeah. You know, that's... Um, do as I say, not do as I, I do, know. isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 There is a lot of that. But I think, yeah, I'm going to try and put aside my guilt a bit and feel mm. good, as you say, Lauren, yeah. about... But I, I thought a few weeks ago, though, when the Amazon's been burning, which is horrendous, but the Indonesian Borneo's been burning for years, mm. for mm. years, and they, like I said before, they just, you know, light a match and off they go. Yeah. Mm. So I think people need to be aware of the world around them, you know, yeah. there's mm. a lot yeah. going on. I know we can't live with so much guilt, but, you know, know. just I mean, it's steps. It's frightening what's happening now, but it is critical, you know, there is no planet B, as they say. It yeah. feels like there's a really good opportunity now, now at the moment, though, because it's so in the press. It's really yeah. big taboo subject. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of feels like you know, actually, salons now can really make a difference. Yeah. Like you were saying earlier, Karee, you've been doing this for so long, and to start off with, people were like, "Oh no, no, don't talk about it," you know. But now yeah. is your time. We should, and you don't have to be evangelical about it in no. the salon. So no. if you're if you're somebody who perhaps doesn't want to strike up a conversation about it for fear that it's perhaps a bit political or a bit incendiary, if you just had something on the styling station that might be a talking point, you know, a wooden spoon with the coffee instead of a metal or a plastic one, does somebody might say, oh, well, that's interesting, mm. and then that will get the conversation going without somebody feeling that they have to sort of ram home the message yeah. Yeah. you know little things of interest we just fun to do little events as well mm. um, yeah. I do them every couple of years and they're so successful and people walk away with just one little idea and I never thought of that and if you can get the right yeah. you know just people in your area that are doing things sustainably and you get a community involved then it's fun and it's kind and of got to become your lifestyle hasn't yeah. it yeah. it's like a way of our thinking. we've just recently introduced well I'm saying recently about two months ago introduced a refill service and that actually is doing so well yeah from a business point of view actually I don't think it's probably that great but I don't care yeah it's I kind not, of feel you know I've kind of I've kind of knocked it I am I'm going to be completely honest with you I haven't sat down and worked out the numbers or anything like that. I just decided that if you fill your bottle up, you can have it 20% less than the recommended retail price. Yeah. And if I don't make a big margin, then actually I don't care because I can go home and feel, feel quite good. nice yeah. and I've done it. Yeah. The company I work with do that, refill, reuse, recycle. But we also decided to do it with our cleaning products. So we registered to become um, a refill filling station because no one in Covent Garden oh was doing wow. it. And we were That's using brilliant. the products. So... Um, we had our first person. It's only that's one of the recent changes. I got so excited. Like, what's so <laughs> coming to refill? <laughs> what to refill? Like a cleaning. It's, it's the products. eco products that wow. we refill. Yeah. So, um, but because we're going to be using them, if we don't sell it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But isn't that going to be what keeps salons um, vital in the community as well? Is that sense of the personal, the community, the the real conversation? So you know, as well as bars and restaurants, hairdressers is practically the only businesses is sure to be on the high street still in yeah. another 20 30 years so the more you can get the footfall the more you can get people involved whether it's free refilling of a water bottle whether it's yeah. you know a subsidy on refilling something whether it's a challenge whether it's a drop-off point or a, a pickup point great mm. that that will keep your business yeah that will keep people yeah. connected with you and then yeah. ultimately it will bring you Exactly. One of the things we're going to do, we always do like a little event running up to Christmas. So instead of just kind of, you know, having Christmas stock out and one thing or another, the first part of it I was going to do a little, 
you know, welcome everybody. I know we're going to talk a little bit about sustainability and the changes that we're making. Because when we've just recently done a survey as well, and a lot of the stuff that were coming back was, we don't know where to start. Yeah. Yeah. That's what That's people were saying. Yeah. We just yeah. don't know where to start. Yeah. So I thought we could kind of do that a little bit. And even if it's, I don't know, if we've got 40 people there for an evening, that's 40 more people who know a little bit more than they did when the, before they walked in the yeah. door. You know? Absolutely. And I think we will wrap it up there, time-wise. But I know we're all brimming with ideas. Yeah. What we'll do, Lauren and me, let's pledge to put in our notes a starter for 10. Yeah, 10 things Absolutely. that we can do in the salon. So we will catch... Melanie and Kareem before you leave yeah. and make sure we conspire to put our little 10 things down. So that's, that's amazing. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you very much. It's been great. Thanks. Yeah, it's been brilliant.